Hi everyone, uh, welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us Mr. Rachit Chawla, who is the founder of Finway and Alphabot. Uh, hi Rachit, welcome to ELI. Hi Priya, thank you so much for uh, come, making me uh, come on the show. I would uh, request you to introduce yourself to our audience. Okay. Um, so, hi guys. I'm Rachit Chavla. I'm the founder and CEO of Finway FSC and uh, also a founder of Alphabot. So, we, we are into financial services and our mission is to empower people financially when it comes to investing or when it comes to borrowing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so, before we start uh, talking about the venture, can you give us a little... Uh, brief into your background uh, as in um, how how was your childhood any hint of entrepreneurship during your you know early stage of the journey and how entrepreneurship happened to you yeah so i think priya i was always an uh, entrepreneur from the very beginning because uh, i belong to a business family Mm -hmm. And in business family, what happens is uh, most of the breakfast or dinner conversations on the table uh, is around business because everybody mm -hmm. is really passionate and, uh, you know, you overhear things, uh, what your elders are saying. So it was always very clear in my mind that I would want to do something entrepreneurial in my journey. Mm -hmm. And uh, in fact, uh, I remember I was studying in uh, Delhi Public School, Mathura Road. And at a very early age, around in seventh or eighth, I started financing to my peers. Oh. So I remember and at that uh, point in time, uh, I used to lend money to them unofficially saying, uh, you know, if you need 50 rupees and uh, you don't have it right now, I'm okay to give it to you. Mm. As long as you give me 55 rupees back after, you know, three, four days maximum. Okay. So, and it was all uh, from a zeal, from a standoff point that, uh, you know, from a standpoint that I want to basically see and feel how to earn money. So mm -hmm. it was always there. Uh, after that, uh, I did a lot of ventures in school also, uh, in college also. Uh, in fact, uh, I remember after school, I went to uh, United Kingdom for my graduation. Mm -hmm. uh, over there, I was the only Indian that got uh, picked uh, at Intel Corporation, United Kingdom, uh, mm -hmm. in their headquarters. Okay. So it was very difficult to get in uh, that company, which is a you know world's largest chip maker. Mm. But entrepreneurs have this uh, thing in them that if something is difficult, they would mm. want to do that first. So yes. I also had that zeal. As soon as a friend of mine told me in UK that you know the most difficult placement is Intel, I don't know what happened. I said, okay, if it's difficult, uh, let's achieve that first and then worry about the other things. So, mm. you know, entrepreneur skills were always there. Uh, I like challenges. I was very, very persistent. Mm. Uh, so after uh, doing my placement there and my graduation, I came back to India. And that is when I joined my family-run business and founded two companies independently uh, which are running well right now and mm -hmm. adding a lot of value in normal people's life okay uh, speaking of value tell us uh, what is the value that you are providing to to your customers and tell us in a very detailed way um, relating to your venture 
Sure. So uh, the way our venture is laid out is that there is one parent company which is uh, driven by a vision and a mission, which is to empower people financially. Mm-hmm. And then there are separate companies which are supporting the main company to achieve okay. that goal and that mission. Okay. How it works is, uh, so suppose uh, you know there is somebody in a tier three city who wants to uh, borrow money. Mm-hmm. You must have heard that a lot of high rate of interest borrowings were happening yeah. across the country, not even just India, but across globally. So we wanted to solve that. We wanted credit inclusion mm-hmm. to be uh, across India. Mm-hmm. And the first step that we took was we went to RBI and we took a NBFC license and we made digital lending possible. So we, uh, one side we have an NBFC and other side we have an aggregation model wherein we have tie-ups with a lot of financial institutions right from the big banks to NBFCs, even to P2P to some extent. The Mm -hmm. only uh, goal that we have is the borrower should be able to actually borrow money at decent rate of interest so that he is not overburdened with the interest EMIs. Mm-hmm. He's not overburdened and he does not get trapped in a vicious cycle. Now, this is one goal. When we started doing this since 2017, we realized that there's another problem that lies in tier two, tier three cities, which is what do they do with their savings? Mm. Now, uh, you know, with your savings, everybody says mutual fund is great, invest in mutual fund. Yeah. But we found that mutual fund has one flaw which is it is not customizable. So even a guy who wants to put in like 100 crores Mm. vis-a-vis a a guy who has only 1 lakh will have the exact same product, exact same rationale, exact same risk. Mm -hmm. Whereas risk is to reward for a guy who is, you know, sitting in a tier 3 city who has only 1 lakh rupees should always be better in his favor. Then compared to a super HNI who has got, you know, hundreds of crores lying with him. Because mm-hmm. for him, protection of capital is more important. But yeah. for the guy who has only one lakh, growth is more important. That's when we launched a very, uh, very innovative product by the name of AlphaBot. So what it does is it is into automated investing, mm-hmm. which means whatever the risk profile of the customer is, there is no exchange of money. So the money is in that person's account. He does not have to live in the fear that he will give money to somebody and Mm. that money will be manipulated uh, and misappropriated and never be returned back to him. So like you have seen in the case of, you know, PML Bank or maybe DHFL, Mm. a lot of FDs have gone default and those FDs are what? Hard-earned money. So we... We have already identified few problems and then tried to solve it. So A, there is no exchange of money in that. Secondly, we have a couple of tools and strategies wherein the customer can choose himself which one suits him the most. So suppose uh, a person wants to you know, increase uh, his wealth and is willing to take risk. Then there's a different strategy. Everything that we do is actually customer-centric. We are not worried about the money because uh, it's a technology-driven company. So the overheads are very less. Mm. And we would pass on the maximum value uh, of the entire chain to the customer itself. So we do that hardly, uh, you know, charging 500 rupees uh, uh, per month. Uh, 
uh, with unlimited subscriptions. Mm-hmm. To some extent, we also give a few trial free of cost. Uh, but as I said, since it's a very scalable model and the baseline technology is ready, uh, our aim is to you know create value first. Uh, money will automatically run after us. Okay. Uh, speaking of technology, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what? How do we empower uh, things like uh, Alphabot and other products? Uh, how does the technology work in identifying which stock to invest and all? Of course. Uh, so, uh, Priya, suppose uh, Mr. Junjunwala is there, who's you know the master of stock market. Mm. and uh, he's done phenomenally well you know he's he's like the topmost guy yeah. but there are certain rules and certain parameters that he's looking after when he sits in front of the screen right mm. now think of it that you are able to map mr junjunwala's brain into a systematic algorithm mm-hmm. what it does is it will filter out everything with the same set of systems with the same set of rules Mm-hmm. in milliseconds throw you the opportunity at you now when the opportunity comes at to you you will obviously a human brain takes time to react whereas mm-hmm. an algorithm picks up the opportunity absolutely set based rules act on it earn you money in case it goes south then mm-hmm. there are always stop losses in place and it takes you out so those are the kind of strategies which is possible leveraging technology also one more important factor is uh, you know you cannot be in front of the screen every day i i strongly feel that every person should actually have an active source of income and mm. they should have multiple passive sources income so that they can do their active role properly and they still enjoy the financial freedom now what we have developed is completely passive we mm. don't expect you to sit in front of the screen uh, we want you to do your active jobs your active roles contribute in india's gdp and we take care of you know your passive side of the things mm. now i remember there was a corporate tax rate cut announced by our current uh, fm mm. uh, in october 2019 i think it was wherein you know she announced that now only 25% tax would be levied on all corporates in that single day sensex and nifty jumped more than 55% each mm. now i was not sitting in front of the computer and i could not i was probably at a dentist appointment mm. but my algorithm was able to capture that move and make me earn a lot of money so that is how technology helps you and i think uh, with the with geo coming in tier 2 tier 3 cities and uh, you know enabling smartphones i think india is a great center that's mm-hmm. the reason priya you see a lot of technology companies growing and flourishing because everybody is understanding that technology is the future and that's how people's life will become more comfortable going forward you spoke about alphabot uh, but you said uh, finway has a lot of products under its portfolio so can you tell us about the other products uh, which are already in uh, production or uh, or uh, being built or even uh, at a concept stage 
Yeah, sure. So, uh, Priya, what we have done is actually we have planned Finway in a way that we know where we want to be in 2025. Mm-hmm. And we started uh, from a reverse standpoint in 2017. Okay. So, we are, you know, closely going towards our goal. Another product that we launched is digital lending. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a big problem uh, that the DSA industry is very fragmented across India. Mm-hmm. Ideally, what happens is, suppose Priya, you want to raise 5 lakh rupees and you know that, you know, you will pay back on time. What do you do? There are so many options. You don't know which uh, NBFC or which bank will fit you. So what we have done is we have a lot of data and algorithms mm-hmm. with the help of ML. We have mm-hmm. developed an online uh, mobile app, uh, which is called Finway itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you just fill in your details. We have checks in place and types with financial institutions. Mm-hmm. And we give you the exact same financial institution, which is likely to provide you the funds at the low, uh, lowest possible rate of interest. And in quickest turnaround time without hampering your civil score. Now, mm-hmm. the problem that we are trying to uh, solve here is first turnaround time. Okay. If you give the file to any DSA, who's only working with, you know, three, four institutions. He will not be able to give you the right solution. Mm. And the turnaround time will increase drastically. With us, with the help of data, ML algorithms, we can give you and throw this exact same financial institution quickly. Second problem that we're trying to uh, solve is your Sybil score does not get affected. So every time you apply to a wrong financial institution, your Sybil score gets hit. And if the institution is not the right fit, your case gets dropped, gets rejected. And then when you apply to another institution, they will also, you know, be very negative that why is the previous institution not granting loan? They must have found something wrong. Whereas the fact of the matter remains that there was nothing wrong with your profile. The problem was the wrong match, the wrong fit where you had applied. So that problem Mm -hmm. is being taken care of. And the third problem is that we have gone down till P2P. So even if you are not credit included, we can take you straight to a P2P model. We can still solve your problem of raising funds for you. So that is another company uh, that we are focusing on. Apart from that, uh, I have acquired uh, two more companies, which is in the same space, which is connected. Mm-hmm. And uh, still at the concept stage, uh, you know, probably one company will be launched in a month's time and the other one after a quarter. But everything is like an ecosystem. Uh, I mean, I don't want my customers to go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I want them to remain with us and we take care of all their issues and all their uh, challenges. Okay. Uh, can you give us a perspective on the scale of operation right now in terms of how many users are onboarded to our platform already and uh, what kind of transactions that happen on the platform on a day-to-day basis and uh, any other statistics, growth metrics that you would like to share, which will give us a a context and a perspective to understand your venture. Yeah, so uh, every venture has different set of users. I'll just talk about uh, Finway at this point in time. So mm-hmm. Finway caters to uh, more than 5,000 distributors across India mm-hmm. at any given point. 
which means those are the uh, you know feet on the ground for us mm-hmm. they are offline small small centers who are working with us very closely mm-hmm. and they act like a distribution network for us uh they are very helpful in a sense because people have got technology but sometimes they are not very tech savvy especially in tier 3 cities so mm-hmm. they reach out to them and they solve their problem of doing everything digitally now apart from those 5000 agents who are creating at least you know one lead a day which is like 5000 leads mm-hmm. we have a set base of around 40000 customers that we have already served and we are serving so okay. you know those are the clients who are actually taking our services on daily basis mm-hmm. and uh, you know they are a part integral part of our journey in terms of leads we get anywhere uh, north of 5000 leads a day uh, okay. in terms of fulfillment uh, we do uh, you know in thousands number of cases a month uh, we disburse close to uh, 16 to 20 crores a month uh our, our book size is 250 crores plus mm-hmm. uh that is the sort of metrics we are working on uh and now we'll be adding a lot of small ticket sizes uh loans uh, in our company and uh, you know the idea is to now reach out to tier 4 and mm-hmm. um, create as much value as possible okay awesome uh would like to understand how did you how did you go about uh, go to market with your venture uh, in terms of how how the how the first set of customers or users came to your platform till the time you became product market fit and uh, any growth hacks that you have implemented to acquire users without spending a lot so that's a good one priya let me think where exactly and how we entered the market uh, so you know uh, i have always been very conservative in terms of spending on launches so mm-hmm. we never had any formal launch mm. so what we generally do is uh, you know whenever there is a product launch we uh, post it on social medias we uh, do digital marketing automatically mm-hmm. we take feedbacks and we continue to improve it now uh, i'll tell you the pros and cons of it the uh, main advantage is that we have been able to successfully uh, become sustainable self sustainable so that is our number one goal because we feel that if you uh, start any entrepreneurial journey with a standpoint that a vc will come uh, give you funding and take care of your problems mm-hmm. i think that's a very bad starting point you should first create something which is solving a problem mm. then you should be able to sustain it mm. and successfully grow it so uh, and also i think uh, you know there are entrepreneurs listening to this so you are able to sell your product only when you're not seller so if you take all these things we have been very cautious of the fact that how much money are we spending so we have metrics in terms of customer acquisition cost so whenever there is a product launch Mm-hmm. we take into account we do budgeting around that matrix only mm-hmm. and then we go to market so we know that every customer we are acquiring or every partner that we are acquiring is adding value to us helping us grow at the same time uh, it is not burning the cash flows that we have 
we try to keep a runway of minimum 6 months whatever venture we enter try to keep the cost as low as possible as variable as possible uh, so that you know in case we get a overwhelming response we are still able to take care of it so that's that's how ideally we go about it uh, in terms of cons then uh, i would say you will never get in organic all of a sudden a very high growth the matrix is very stable it is it is never a you know non linear growth it would be very subtle but it would be very sustainable so that's the kind of model that we have built and uh, uh, i think self sustainability is the most important and is at the heart of everything that we do what are the different challenges that you have faced so far while uh, building and growing this venture lot of challenges so uh, you know uh, number one challenge that uh, i still face uh, is the speed of things so you know as an entrepreneur i'm always available yeah. you know at midnight in early in the morning whenever mm-hmm. and i would want everything to be go at very fast pace Mm. but at ground level certain things what happens is that you know there are lags in terms of coordination mm-hmm. uh generally the timelines are delayed everybody has other priorities also you know mm-hmm. they have their family to take care of they have a lot of things and uh, you know one biggest challenge is obviously the speed that an as an entrepreneur i would want to achieve uh, but there are something or the other things happening wherein the speed gets slowed uh second i would say is uh, you know uh, i wouldn't say challenge i think i've been very lucky to get the right uh, team members uh, with me always in all the ventures mm-hmm. but i would still feel that as a startup mm-hmm. a big challenge comes is uh, to retain good talent mm-hmm. there are so many companies uh, big companies big giants who are well established the kind of things that they offer to their team members as a startup you can never match that mm. now what you need to do is you need to focus on your why your purpose inculcate it in your team members so that they can see the bigger vision and then stick with you mm. so attrition i would say is also a big challenge which we are seeing uh is not because uh, you know we are not taking all the steps but because there are so many lucrative offers uh, provided by bigger giants that it's it's simply impossible to compete with um and the third one uh, i would say is covid okay covid has taught us a lot of things uh, in fact our journey and our growth actually started in 2019 because when we started back in 2017 it took us good 12 months to develop the product only Mm-hmm. but covid happened and okay. we could not see it coming so that's mm-hmm. also been uh, a big challenge and uh, yeah i think those would be the three biggest challenges for us okay uh, you spoke about speed and how you are always available even in the morning and uh, late night uh, when you when you go that that fast and uh, when you stay energetic all the time uh sometimes you just you know lose the momentum and you feel tired and uh, restless or you just lose the focus and when that happen the business also uh suffers how do you manage such situations uh, where you feel down and uh, you know 
you are not feeling the momentum uh so i think an entrepreneur needs to have a lot of good habits uh he needs to have the right mindset uh he needs to do a lot of meditation because the brain is continuously thinking about you know what can be added how you can add value how you can grow your business and everybody is dependent and looking up to you so uh, i'll i'll tell you how i have structured myself just mm. so that you know i'm continuously uh, in momentum continuously facing challenges also um you know but continuously converting it to breakthroughs so uh, it's very structured uh, you exercise regularly you eat right you do meditation you uh, are generally you know i generally try to read at least 30 minutes a day because that sort of calms your mind uh, gives you a different perspective hmm. even when i feel burned out sometimes because you know sometimes you get overwhelmed and you get burned out Mm. i think uh, exercising and gymming gives me uh, more strength and it refreshes me so uh, those are the things that i do sometimes i also don't go to the office i work out from a cafeteria entire day just with a piece of a paper and a pen mm. thinking where i'm going wrong because sometimes you need to get yourself out from the entire operational space and see it from a third uh, third person's eye just to see where you are going wrong so you know these pivoting regular monitoring yourself regular uh, matrix all these things are very important and uh, as an entrepreneur i think number one uh, focus has to be in terms of persistency so you cannot just give up if you give up then you are not an entrepreneur there will be so many tweaking so many things continuously going your way or against you but mm-hmm. you just have to you know uh, continue with the momentum okay what would you say is the meaning of entrepreneurship for you how would you define the term entrepreneur so i think entrepreneur uh, for me is adding value uh, you know creating product which adds value to mm-hmm. a consumer's life is entrepreneurship if you are not adding value then i wouldn't say you are an entrepreneur okay and uh, my final question uh, as an entrepreneur you tend to fail a lot of times and when you fail you learn a lot of lessons and uh, sometimes you can learn from others mistakes and other lessons others lessons which they have learned the hard way so can you tell us such lessons which you have learned the hard way so that our listeners they don't have to go through the same uh, hardship of learning while building their own venture sure so i think priya number one would be create your niche don't try and be somebody else because if you try to do a lot of things you won't be able to be successful pick out your target market pick out your niche mm-hmm. be the best in what you do rather than trying to do everything else it is not a small race it it's a big race being an entrepreneur so your purpose has to be from your heart so your why has to be bigger than anything else so as long as your why the reason for doing what you are doing is very big and your purpose is very strong 
even with whatever life throws at you your entrepreneurial journey will never lose momentum because you believe in your why so without a why don't enter into anything just for the sake of it mm-hmm. entrepreneurial journey is not easy it has a lot of roadblocks a lot of breakdowns mm-hmm. but as long as you are having fun during that journey you're enjoying you're passionate about your venture you will be able to be successful okay. so create your why before you try and do anything so that's that's the biggest biggest learning that i have seen i have seen a lot of people doing which they don't love doing and mm. then they burn out immediately you should love what you're doing only then you'll be able to add value in yours and other people's life right. uh so yeah i think i think that's what i look for in whatever i do well thanks for your time rachit and it was a pleasure to host you on our platform our best wishes thank for thank you so much day. priya thank you it was pleasure being here thank you wish you all the best thank you rachit